dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. That's right. It's a Wednesday, middle of the work week. Yes, indeed. How's everything with you? Well, let's see. Yesterday, I was doing my lip service podcast. Okay. I actually had a fun time. It was a packed house. Mm-hmm. There's a new group called Girls Club that mm-hmm. consists of um, D Woods. Okay. And Chanel. You know, they're sisters. D Woods from Danny King. Yeah. Okay. D. Woods and Chanel from Young Money. Okay. Not Chanel West Coast. No, I know Chanel. Okay. Also, Princess from Crime Mobs in the group. Okay. And Mika Means. There's like seven of them, but they were in town, and we actually had a really good time uh, doing that. And we do have my lip service live happening at Highline Ballroom on February 13th. So that was my day yesterday, and it's freezing in New York City today. Yeah, it is. And shout to... uh, L.E.S. or Les. He's an artist from South Africa. He's been here all week long. I've been showing him around New York City, so I took him everywhere possible. I took him to, to, to Queens. I took him to Brooklyn. I took him to the Bronx. I took him uptown. Uh, I took him to a couple of Grammy parties. Went to the game last night to see the Knicks and the Nets. I've just been showing him New York, because when I went out to South Africa, they showed me a great time. So they are leaving today. So shout to uh, my peoples from South Africa. They must did a lot for you while you were there, because I can't even imagine MV just going out like this. And I told them that. I told them I don't usually go out unless I get paid, but they, you know, when I went to South Africa, I did a couple of shows, but then they did the little things like inviting me over to the crib with moms and moms and, and, and everybody cooked and they did things like did that. Did you invite them to your mom's house in Queens though? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I don't know them like that. Nah, I don't know them like <laughs> that. Hey, hey, listen, no disrespect. Nah, I don't know them like if that. If you're that hospitable to me, cool. That doesn't <laughs> right. mean I'm going to return the favor. That's right. If you're that trustworthy, <laughs> that's fine. I showed them around. We I went around it. all through the city, so. I've never gone out of town and went to someone's house. Yeah, it took me to their house and, and everything. And, you know, they, that's the ultimate level of respect, mm-hmm. by the way. If you bring somebody to their mom's house, your mom's house, and they cook for them, that's yeah. or even your house. Yeah. And your wife cooks for them. That's the mm-hmm. ultimate level of respect. But they gave me, like, South African food, authentic South African food. So it was amazing. I had a great time. You think they're more hospitable than we are here in America? Yes, absolutely. We're not very hospitable people. Not at all. <laughs> and, and plus, if you home, I mean, listen, if I'm all the way in South Africa and somebody visiting from America, it's not like they're just going to pop up on you the next day. All right? That's Once true. they go back to America, they're on in a whole other continent. Right, right. All right? I feel right. more comfortable with that. Right, right, right. So that was uh, my, they're leaving this morning, so shout to them. And then we got, we got to talk about Donald Trump. He gave his... Uh, since we're talking about America. Yeah, since we're talking about America. I was on the uh, opposition last night on Comedy Central. Drop one of the Jews. What did I say? Clues bombs. Clues bombs. Drop one of clues bombs for uh, my man Jordan Kepler. I was on his show last night, The Opposition, discussing the State of the Union. And it was live at 1130. So so you're tired right now? Nah, not really. I slept during the day. Oh, you didn't have no sex yesterday then? I definitely didn't have sex yesterday. That's bad. You know too much about each other. Oh, you got it every time. You didn't have no No, sex yesterday. you just understand what age we at. (laughs) So when you get to that certain age, after midnight, boy, you get one of those nuts off. Your legs gone. Gone. Right? Gotta get a little rest. (laughs) (laughs) Done, done. All right. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. I know we're talking about the uh, State, State of the Union, Union address. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else we're talking about? Uh, that might be about it, but we are going to talk about Puerto Rico and FEMA ending food and water shipments now. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's Crew, it's Gold Link, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk sports. Congratulations to James Harden. That boy be balling now. He was the first player to score 60 points in a triple-double. He scored 60 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. And the Rockets beat the Magic 114-107. James Harden can ball. I'm telling you, man. Ever since, ever since we stopped seeing James Harden out and about with a different Instagram model every week, balling on another level. Now he's focused. Now let's talk about this State of Union recap. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what happened yesterday at Donald Trump's State of the Union, his first since being president. Now, one thing that he did call for was for everybody to set aside their differences and come together. Okay, here's what he said. I call upon all of us to set aside our differences, to seek out common ground, and to summon the unity we need to deliver for the people. This is really the key. These are the people we were elected to serve. Oh, since you can't get money to build a wall now, you want to build a bridge. He wants the I Democrats basically to support the Republicans. Right. Uh. Even though when it was reversed, it was not happening. Well, you should have been trying to build bridges and not walls from the beginning, sir. Now, he also talked about black unemployment numbers, which he's been bragging about for quite some time. Here's what he said. And something I'm very proud of, African-American unemployment stands at the lowest rate ever recorded. Hey, salute to all the black people that Donald Trump got a job. But uh, Donald Trump is, like, used to being the abusive rich boyfriend. He'll beat you on Monday, then buy you a Birkin bag on Tuesday. And when you complain about getting beat, he brags about buying you the bag. Mm-mm. All right. And uh, CNN actually did a whole fact check on certain points that Donald Trump made during his State of the Union address. And when it comes to black unemployment, they said, yes, that is true. It has fallen to a record low. And the but the other problem is that we still have a lot more joblessness than white people. So that's something that has to be worked on. Six point eight percent for black people, three point seven percent for white people. All right. He also, what is it? Six point eight and six point seven? Six point eight and three point seven. Oh, three point seven. Yeah, three point seven. All right, now he also talked about North Korea and Guantanamo Bay. He wants to make sure that we keep Guantanamo Bay open. Here's what he said. North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear missiles could very soon threaten our homeland. I just signed, prior to walking in, an order directing Secretary Mattis to re-examine our military detention policy and to keep open the detention facilities in Guantanamo Bay. Now, I don't know what he's talking about right there. I got to ask Angela Rye about that one. Well, Guantanamo Bay is where they detain terrorists and they grill them and mm-hmm. they torture them. Yeah, but and what so that got to do with civil North- rights activists, they have issues with how people are treated there. But what that got to do with North Korea? He started off by saying North Korea, uh, it could be a threat to us, but then he started talking about Guantanamo Bay. I'm trying yeah, to figure out what's the correlation between the two. North Korea. All right. I was confused. Now let's talk about tax cuts. Here's what Donald Trump had to say about the supposed huge tax cuts that we are going to be getting under his presidency. Our massive tax cuts provide tremendous relief for the middle class and small business to lower tax rates for hardworking Americans. We nearly doubled the standard deduction for everyone. Is that true? All right. Now, according to the fact-checking on CNN, that is false. I figured it. It didn't sound right. That's the only thing you had me on, sir. I'm all for that one. Now. <laughs> you got me with that one. Now, according to tax analysts, they're saying that four other tax cuts have been bigger than Donald Trump's. And they're also saying that it's uh, pretty standard and that some of those tax cuts over a period of time will actually uh, just go away. Mm. So an average increase of 2% in after-tax income 
for people who are middle class and higher income households would see more than a 2% after tax income. I do wish that it, that tax cut was true, though. Because, see, when you're dating the abusive rich boyfriend, right. he's going to whip your ass. But some of the stuff he's going to give you going to be nice. Oh and you God. can appreciate it. And, by the way, those tax cuts and other benefits would expire after 2025. So they're going to have to figure out what to do after that. So it will diminish after a period of time. But, you know, less than 2% if you're middle class, more than 2% if... You are. Oh, listen, man. Hopefully after 225, we won't be dealing with Donald Trump. As I said last night on the opposition, America is in a prison sentence right now. And we're doing a four to eight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at this point, you know, you just got to do the most with your time. You got to do your push-ups, read your books, and hope you don't get raped during this whole process. I hope it ain't a four to eight now. It's it's a possible four to eight. We're hoping for an early release. Right. You know, but we just don't know. All right. Good behavior. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, and you just want to vent. Or maybe you had a great night, and you just want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? Hey, how y'all doing? It's Anthony from Baltimore. Anthony, get it off What's your chest. What's up, Anthony from Baltimore? How are you doing this morning? <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, I just got something to say, right? You know, the rape culture thing, Charlamagne. You know, uh, somebody called in one time and said something about uh, the Fresh Prince. Man, I've been checking the Fresh Prince out, man. There's a whole lot of that rape culture in the Fresh Prince, man. You got to check it out. On the Fresh Prince? Yeah, man. Give us an example. Hey, give me, I don't remember no rape culture on Fresh Prince. Look, man, like, I, I seen uh, when Will went to, like, clubs and he like, hey, baby, baby, grabbing up on them, pulling their arms and stuff like that. Man, there's a lot of rape culture in the Fresh Prince. Telling y'all, y'all got to Pro- check it out. Really you, like sexual it. assault, you mean? Aggressiveness. Uh, yeah, aggressiveness. Re- a whole lot of aggressiveness. Well, that, was was tripping, the 90- I was tri- that was the I 90s was way, though. I it. Yeah, I know, I know. And I, I, I'm 40 years old. I grew up in it, too, man. And, and just like you said, it, it, we didn't realize that's what it was, man. And I, I feel kind of bad about it now. Well, listen, you be careful because you don't want to be the next person getting called out in the Me Too movement. Not at all. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Emma. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. Hey, I just wanted to say that I'm pissed off because yesterday I was about to go to bed and I just so happened to turn the channel and it was Trump speaking yesterday. Uh, it was addressed to the union and I was just like appalled that everybody was just kept clapping for him and he just wasn't even talking on anything. <laughs> Everything he was saying, it was just going around in circles and circles and I'm like, what is he even saying? He's not even saying anything. Well, I love the fact that everybody kept clapping and I love the fact that they clearly had a uh, clap here in the teleprompter so he had to stop because he knew when the applause yeah. was coming. That was Although great. a lot of the Democrats weren't clapping. That was not how they all. were showing yeah, that they were opposing. I love when the camera would pan out onto the audience because you could just tell how people were just like, oh my God, he's an idiot. The black people he's weren't playing. They weren't They weren't there for a laugh. Because right? it's like being in a relationship with an abusive rich boyfriend. This man has just been beating me all week and now you're just going to take me shopping and think I'm going to be okay with that? Can't just bring all these bags home and I got black eyes? Yo, I'm all I'm all for Oprah either being president no. or at least appointing, no. appointing no. the person to be the person. I, I don't mind Oprah co-signing uh, 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 you, somebody that's, that's uh, has the experience, but I don't want Oprah to be president. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Queen God, DJ Envy. This Fred from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, checking in with you. What up, What's Fred? Fred? What's from, going from on? From one of my favorite cities, Milwaukee. Get it off your chest. Morning, the Greek morning. freak. I'm happy and I'm sad this morning, brother. Wow, what's up, bro? Um, Saturday, I went to the strip club, had an amazing time, dropped uh, drop a bomb for the girls of Milwaukee, Wisconsin um, strip club, the very nice girls. Went there. Had a young lady drop it down, and when they go all up low on us, Uncle Charlemagne, what do we do? You, you you go low with them. We go low. I dropped the I dropped <laughs> it to the floor. Went low to the floor. Hey, on scrub the ground. Scrub the ground. RP popping on it, Uncle Charlemagne. <laughs> and then what happened? And then I'm upset because my ultimate goal was going to the strip club because I wanted to buy some boom for him. I had a hundred dollars okay, <laughs> and the cheapest lady was one fifty, and that's why I'm sad because I did not get no boom for Hey, they selling boom boom in the Script clubs in Milwaukee? Yeah, they sell a pool pool on a corner still, sir. You just gotta have your dollars together. Wow. Salute to Milwaukee. I know sir, I like that city got, for a reason. Sir, you need to you need to get your, your mouth game better paws and start talking to women. How about that? You said your name is John? No, Fred from Milwaukee, Miss Fred. Fred, Fred. <laughs> Fred, I don't I don't I don't have a problem <laughs> with you uh contributing to the poom poom culture in Milwaukee. If there's sex workers out there and they're making money off selling sex, yo, he's a good he's a good uh customer. No, well, that's illegal. So you should be Is paying. For, yes, you can't buy, just buy. That's a prostitution. Yeah, prostitution's illegal. How you know it's not legal prostitution in that strip club, though? It's not. Only in I don't think How it's, you know it's not a brothel type situation? Brothels are illegal. illegal. So Lamar Odom, when he was at the Playboy Mansion, now the legal? That was in Vegas. Yeah, in Nevada, you that can do Nevada. that. That was in Nevada. Nevada's legal. Mm. So why do we want rights for sex workers if they're doing illegal stuff then? What you, look, it's too early for all I'm that. I'm just asking y'all questions. We tell you, hello, who's this? Yo, this is Cedric. All right, Cedric, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. I'm just going to say I'm tired of my girls not cleaning up the house and not taking care of, you know, womanly duties like, you know, like she should. And so, I'm about ready to end this relationship. And I'm about ready, really want to know what's the best way to end a relationship. So wait, you don't clean the house, but that's the womanly duties. Oh, I clean, but the thing is, if if I told you this, it's kind of like you know, it's, it's embarrassing. I I cook Sunday, and you know, just you know, since I cook, I figure she should clean, you know, half and half. Mm-hmm. And her, she just walked past the dishes and and everything, just like it wasn't there for about like three, maybe four days, like, whoa. Both so of y'all nasty if y'all let dishes sit in the sink for three, four days. You to make a statement by leaving the dishes there for three or four days to see what would happen? Yeah, and then I, and even then she wouldn't do it. I had to go ahead and just take care of it. You know, it just, it's just getting to the point where I can't tolerate it no more. So you're going to break up with her because she's not a good cleaning person? You want a, you want a more domesticated woman is what you're saying. That's what he's saying. Um, I guess so, because, you know, I'm, I figure like this. I'm I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm paying bills. I'm, uh, I'm doing basically everything. And she's not providing, you know, uh, what do you call it? What you I'll call tell you it, what uh, you're uh, not doing. I'll home. tell you what you're not doing, sir. What's he not doing? You're not sucking your own <laughs> All right, so you need to show that woman some respect. Damn, all right. Damn right I'm not. Okay, so that's the least that's <laughs> the least she it, can do. All right, all you talk about you doing everything. Goodbye, You're not sir. doing every goddamn thing. All right, well, gosh. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us at any time. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Tiana Taylor. Find out what's going on with her new music. Also, Nicole Eggert. You know her from Charles in Charge, and she has recently spoken out about sexual assault at the hands of Scott Bale. We'll tell you what she had to say. All right, we'll get into all that and more. Keep it locked. This the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
That was Rockstar Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk. Meet Millie. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Mills case very carefully, hoping that he gets released from prison. And Angie Martinez sat down with Meek Mills lawyer Jordan Sev yesterday, and we have some audio for you before you can hear it anywhere else. Now, here is what Jordan had to say about Meek Mill and the judge, and how the judge is too emotionally invested. The issue that we have that we've raised in court filings is we think that Judge Brinkley has taken an unusual interest in his career and has stepped over the line from acting solely as a judge should act and injecting herself into his professional career Mm -hmm. uh, in ways that are not appropriate. And we've set forth all of those in a motion to have her recuse herself that we filed shortly after the sentencing. It's obvious she's too emotionally invested in what we got going on, though. She knows the music. She wants him to do certain songs. All right, the uh, the lawyer, Jordan Sev, also said that the judge is assuming a role that is beyond her role. What we've said in our, in our filings is she's uh, assumed a role that goes beyond the judge's judicial function in getting involved in things like uh, his management and all. It's mm-hmm. just simply not appropriate, and she can't fairly preside over this case, which is why we sought recusal, uh, a motion that she still to this day, uh, two and a half months later, hasn't responded to. Right. And, it's, and it seems she's trying to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner all is. at the same time. It definitely seems like she is. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a big celebrity case for her. Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to that, uh, lawyer Jordan Seb talks about visiting Meek Mill in jail and his spirit. I visit him in jail. How's he doing? You know, he's he's doing as well as uh, as you can expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been obviously a lot of talk about the uh, the Eagles uh, celebrating to his music I and know, practicing to his music. So, and I don't know. That just touched me so much. He's he's yeah. you know he's really he's really taken to that, and he's a he's a Philly guy through and through. And he's you know he's holding up, and he he wants justice. He wants to get mm-hmm. out of jail, and he mm-hmm. wants this sentence thrown out, which is what we all want. Go ahead, ask your question. If I was in the studio with Angie, you know my question would have been for Jordan. Jordan, I know you Meek's lawyer, but if you had one choice and you had to either choose for him to get out, Mm -mm -mm. uh, parole, no parole, no probation, or for the Eagles to win this Sunday, which one would you choose? Meek got to come out. People from Philly, I'm telling you, this question is like a trick question and they do not know how to reply. Meek has to come out. Listen, I've been doing doing a poll all week. It's about 60-40. Or, or who's side? Because everybody's like, look, me coming home. Well, we don't know when the Eagles going going win the, ever win this another Super Bowl. They never won a home. Super Bowl ever, right? I'm sure that no. I'm sure even the Eagles want me to come home. <laughs> All right. Nah, nah, right I don't there. know about yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, now, now, now you're reaching. Now All right. Know. And speaking of jail, DMX is going back to jail. He was taken into custody oh. yesterday in Manhattan for failing drug tests, which is a violation of his probation for his whole tax evasion case. We saw a video of him in the airport buying drinks, buying shots for everybody in Clearly, he can't do that. He's supposed to be completing rehab while he's out on bail, mm. and they let him travel a little bit so he could perform. He got some leeway for that, but uh, he was in St. Louis at the bar 
in the airport and he was drinking and doing all of that. So that's a probation violation as well. DMX's attorney said, I'm saddened and disappointed. We'll have to deal with it accordingly. He's going to try to get DMX back into rehab and he's going to be sentenced now in March. Well, DMX can't ever get the help he needs because they never sending him to rehab. They're always sending him to jail. He wasn't no, rehab. He, wasn't he rehab needs more. Now. He needs more rehab, less jail. Like, how many times re- you going to send X to jail? And no he camera was phones. in rehab while he was out on bail and he was supposed to be able to travel and have some leeway for that, but he failed. Well, give him more intense um, rehab. Send in DMX to jail. They had somebody with them. They DMX. actually had the rehab coach traveling with him at one time. And he got violated for serving drinks to people? Yeah. He was buying shots. He was, was drinking. he drinking? And it's all on oh, video, no. so... Was he drinking? Yes. Oh. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Now, when we come back, we have Angela Rye in the building. AR-15. What's up, <laughs> Angela Rye? It's inspirational. It's Hello. A, it's a big day for Angela Rye, too, because Yay. her show debuts on BET tonight, her State of the Union. 10 p.m., Angela Rye, State special. of the Union. Yes. And we're going to talk about special. all that. It's not her actual show. It's a show. series of specials you're going to have. We, yeah, we, this is the second one of four. All so right. the first one was T.I. So we're going to talk more with her about that. Also, if you have some questions for her about last night's State of the Union, she'll answer them. So you can call her up right now, 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. Angela Rise in the building. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now we got to talk James Harden. He was the first player to score 60 points in a triple-double last night. 60 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. Salute to James Harden. Ever since he got rid of all his Instagram models, you don't see him out in the streets with these chicks no more, and he's been focused. He is focused. And first player ever yes. in history. The Rockets beat the Magic 114-107 What if he tonight? uses that as a line? Like, he tells girls, like, look, I'm trying to be focused. Because you ain't really seen him out in about two years with, with any woman. That and the strip club incident. Remember we got to that little strip club incident? Yeah, yeah. that probably made him slow down. After You're that, right. nothing. You're right. And then we got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Angela Rye. Hey. Welcome. She's got I'm a TV here. show premiering tonight. Angela Rye, State of the Union on BET at 10 p.m. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> Hashtag BTX Angela Boom. Rye. But we ain't talking about that yet. We got to talk what? about this. Well, we are. Yeah, it's stuff a big day. It's you. It's but a but big she's going to be talking about that on the show. It's a rebuttal to the State of the Union. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. It's really about... Um, it's going to be very FUBU-esque. Okay, meaning for us bias. For us bias. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm sh- I hope your listeners know that. They, they know. Uh, they the know. kids probably know. Some maybe of them. The kids, yeah, I don't know. I mean, at least from the Solange album, maybe not yeah, from the you're brand. Yeah, right, you're right. But you're right. Um, the thing that I thought was really important is that we just spend just a second on Donald Trump. Really, like, probably like our first segment. And then everything else is going to be about our State of the Union, our solutions, how we want to address our problems going forward. One of the things that we have seen Mm-hmm. very consistently this year from us is he does not give a flying damn about us so we definitely have to care for What do for you ourselves. mean? Black unemployment is the lowest it's ever been in a Hashtag long time. Hashtag thanks Obama. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about the residual <laughs> effects of Obama's presidency. Because right. all economic uh, indicators lag. That is a well-known thing whether you went to the first day of class of micro and macroeconomics or you stayed to the last. You learn that very early on. If you don't believe us Look it up on the internet. Yeah, so that's why they say like uh, they were saying something about him. Whatever he put in place won't be won't be seen till twenty twenty five or something like that. Well, I don't know which part, but if uh, there's some aspects of tax reform, that's tax true reform. For. There you go. Okay, so a number of things. There's economic indicators. One of the things that I think is really important. Do you all remember during the campaign every time? A new jobs report came out. These are numbers that are um, shared by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which was created decades ago. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump would say it was fake news. He didn't believe those statistics. That Correct. In some way, the Department of Labor was making things look better for Barack Obama. Now, all of a sudden, he's those using statistics them. are accurate. <laughs> right. Right. It's the funniest thing. So yeah. it's like, I need you to pick a side and stay on it, bro. 
But he can't. One of the 48 laws of power, let other people do the work. You take the credit for it. Now, let's talk about the State of the Union. What did you <laughs> think you? about it last night? Um, I didn't think too much about it. What I'll, what I'll say is... Did you uh, watch it? Absolutely. I fell asleep during it. You did? I did. I actually can't blame you for that. It was one of the most boring, negatively toned State of the Union addresses. It's so funny to me that expectations have gone down so much that people are saying things like, well, he was the adult in the room. Well, damn it, he's 70-something. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you right. should hey, be it, extra adult. Oh, when they be like, oh, uh, this humanized him. Like, that should be a bare minimum requirement to be president, to be human. Well, it's right. really hard when you act like a demon nine days, yeah. I almost said nine days out the week, nine times out of ten. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I think the, uh, maybe it is nine, nine days, days out, out of the week, week. right? Um, but I think the, the other thing that was interesting to me is this was one of the longest State of the Union addresses. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the most troubled presidencies to have to go into the State of the Union dress for this just to be his first year. Um, considerably in many relationships, even with your friendships, the honeymoon stage, he has one of the lowest or actually the lowest approval rating in history for mm-hmm. the first year mm-hmm. of the presidency. So he was up against quite a bit and he didn't really shift expectations too much. He hit a number of topics and also was really quiet on a number of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Donald Trump, even given all that we've experienced with gun violence this year, completely silent on gun control, Mm -hmm. given all of the the clouds and and issues surrounding Russia, not a single mention of Russia, despite not agreeing to implement sanctions Mm -hmm. that Congress actually signed, both chambers passed this bill. He signed it into law. They're not going to implement these sanctions upon Russia. I mean, so many issues. What about if he would have talked about the Me Too movement? I was going to say he didn't. Can you imagine? He has all kinds of issues with women coming forward. He would have talked about that And things that we've heard he said, personally heard, recordings of, and that's not something that he would ever address. He did acknowledge it was the year of the woman, though, didn't he? Well, I hear's I, I don't remember if he said that. I might have been um, not. He said, so he said something. He, said something about like that. he might have got a sandwich. <laughs> well, you know what? He might have said that because did you all know that Melania wrote separately to the State of the Union address from him yesterday? Melania got CTE, man. I'm convinced he, <laughs> she got a concussion or something. That's I'm telling so you, terrible. <laughs> she's had a few concussions because of dealing with him. He's the abusive rich boyfriend. I'm, I'm sure of that. Anyway, that's awful. I'm not doing that with you. But <laughs> here's the here's the thing that um, is interesting. You should definitely use that for your rumor report. But he um, he absolutely wrote separately from her. They positioned it and messaged it as she wanted to go early and greet her guests who would be sitting with her. But that's also kind of unprecedented. Um, There are two other observations I wanted to make about ways in which um, folks, members of Congress, engage in um, silent protests. Mm -hmm. We know Ruth Bader Ginsburg did not go. There were 13 other members or 13 members of Congress who did not attend. That was their form of protest. There was this Reese Taylor pin Mm -hmm. um, that CBC members wore. Um, Reese Taylor's, of course, the black woman who was raped by six white men in Alabama Mm -hmm. in the 1940s, just passed away last year and was never believed. So it's really one of the fundamental pillars about what Me Too and Time's Up is all about. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting is the CBC... My members, my failures who I love, they were out here looking like college graduation with the kente cloth. Did y'all see the yes. kente cloth? <laughs> when they had the cloth of, of all the places that Trump called the whole country. Right? It was, the kente cloth is absolutely um, something that um, black folks here use as uh, a homage to Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, they were definitely using it to protest him calling um, Africa shitholes. Um, I just y'all know, y'all know you can't curse, right? I just want to tell you. I think that. you can get that one off. I saw no, them using no, it yes on CNN. Can. No, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> it's, it's a direct no. quote. No, you cannot curse. You can't, y'all can get away with that on CNN. Curse. We can't get away with it here. Trust me, yeah, I asked. Yeah, we tried. Yeah. I asked my boss that same night. Well, bleep it out. <laughs> no, we be bleeped it out. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a direct quote. I didn't say it. 
He said it. Right. Yes, out of his whole mouth. All right. <laughs> All right. You know what? We have more with Angela Ryan when we come back. More of the State of the Union, her new show tonight. So keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. That was French Montana with Unforgettable. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Angela Rye in the building. Now, we're talking State of the Union last night. And her show that comes on tonight on BET at 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. Angela Rye, State, State of the Union. What's the name of the show? Angela Rye, State, State of the, the Union. union. Angel, okay. How, how coincidental. Right. What did you think <laughs> of the overall State of the Union last night? Oh, man. So I think, um, again, we talked about the length of the speech. We talked about it feeling very um, dark, which shouldn't surprise us because of um, who delivered the speech. Again, I think um, I wasn't really surprised about what he didn't hit on. It was a very, very, uh, it was very much a make America or make America great again, America first kind of speech. He didn't hit on um, international policy that Mm -hmm, much, mm -hmm. um, except for to say, um, that they were going to keep Guantanamo Bay open. And North right. Korea, he discussed. Right. I yeah. said this morning I was going to ask you about that because that yes. confused me because he started talking about North Korea, but then he went right into Guantanamo Bay. I didn't see the correlation. I don't know that he saw the correlation either. I think the important thing for him was to sound strong. Donald Trump um, and the speechwriters were very effective at appealing to and revving up their base. Mm-hmm. This speech was supposed to be about um, unity, um, unifying, moving forward in a bipartisan manner. And that is not what he did. I mean, you can look at the audience, the applause, the more typical, right? State of the Union speeches, mm-hmm. Democrats stand for some things, Republicans stand for others, everybody stands for other things. But you heard a lot of groaning and kind of booing and hissing yep. in the audience, particularly when he got to immigration policy. You know, the ways in which he talks about um, dreamers, um, you almost... You 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 saw in your mind again the moment during the campaign when he talked about Mexicans being um, drug dealers and rapists. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's maddening about it is he even used these stories. These stories were extremely effective. Where he went and talked about the people who were sitting with Melania, and the story for or story related to immigration was about MS13, which I haven't heard that name in years. They've done a they terrible job of marketing time. and promoting themselves. The Blood of the Crips been killing them. The MS13 the out in Long Island. They're in Long Island. Yes, they're in Long Island. So they've been killing these, people like crazy out in Long Island. My fault. I, I, don't, know, I, like I don't want no problems out in Long Island. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't mm-hmm. heard that. He also That's said it. the story from last dangerous. night. You you could have heard it from the story from last night. Anyway, the point that I'm raising <laughs> is yeah, it's crazy out there. The one immigration story is this, and then he talked about diversity visas, right? being used to just let anybody in here. Do you you all know that is how most folks from the African diaspora get to this country? It, it was just maddening to hear the way that he describes immigrant communities, chain migration. He's a product of chain migration. His grandmother got here. That is how Donald Trump arrived. Wow. So, so is Donald just, Trump's an immigrant? No. No. Hey, oh. Why do you half-ass listen? Oh, I cannot say yeah, ass. He doesn't. Yeah, you can say ass. I'm asking for real. She said no, damn it. Oh. He's not an immigrant directly. He's a product of chain migration, of a policy that he was condemning yesterday. Gotcha. And what I'm tired of, generally speaking, are folks in the majority, people that are beneficiaries very clearly of white privilege, mm-hmm. who as soon as they are beneficiaries of something want to close the door on other people who would benefit from that same thing. It's, it's bigoted and ignorant, and I think that is the biggest frustration I had listening to the speech. The other thing that I thought was extremely hypocritical, he ta- had this really strong moment about 
lowering the price of prescription drugs, something else that George W. Bush did. Right. But right before that, he talks about how he, you know, they finally repealed the the linchpin of Obamacare. Mm -hmm. How are you going to work to make prescription drugs more affordable and then kill affordable health care for so many Americans? True. It doesn't even reconcile. Mm -hmm. Like, right? Like, what is the real benefit of that? So what, I don't understand, why is his base getting riled up about this? Like, is, is is that language too much for his base? Is it going over their head? Um, when you say which language? Which like just part? saying things like that because you're taking away Obamacare. A lot of his his base, the people that actually are into him, are, are using Obamacare. But here's here's the here's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Do you all remember um, when they first started polling people around Obamacare? They would ask people um, a question that said, "Do you prefer the Affordable Care or Act Obamacare, yeah. or Obamacare?" They didn't know that they didn't know they were the same, same thing. Right. So gotcha, with gotcha. him saying Obamacare, he knows he's that they, anything Obama. with Obama's name on it, they don't like. Right. right? That's why he's literally one of his um, signature achievements has been to rep- or not repeal, but just undo a lot of the regulations, mm-hmm. executive actions, executive orders that Obama, uh, President Obama signed into or signed into law. That has been one of his signature achievements. They love that he's undoing that. Now, let me ask you this, because yeah. last night a lot of time, uh, Donald Trump spent a lot of time talking about things that he feels he has accomplished, right? Yes. That was the base of his speech. I've done this, I've done that, yeah. I've done this, I've done that. Has he, in your opinion, is there anything that you can say, well, at least he... Yeah, what has he actually done? Um, what has he done? Because a lot of things were already put into effect. We're in momentum, and we see the effects of it while he's president now. But right. it was things that were in effect before he became president. But now that he is, mm-hmm. has he initiated anything that we're like, don't okay? Hurt, well, don't, don't hurt so, yourself thinking. No, about no, 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 no. And it's not going to hurt me to think about it. I think what hurts me is the impact of what he's done. Right. So if it's not changing um, in, in a negative way, going backwards. How we're talking about fellow Americans, global citizens. He's done that. We've gone backwards. Um, he did sign tax reform into law. That is going backwards for a number of people because the beneficiaries of the tax reform plan are the rich people. Absolutely. And, corpor- and huge corporations, not even small businesses will really see the benefits of that. Um, all of the regulations that they have uh, rolled back are all harmful. Um, he didn't mention anything about climate change yesterday. He made he tax can't. sound good. He made it seem like these are the the, the middle class are going to get more money and small businesses. I think it's like two percent as much. He made. Yeah. He, I was like, wow. Well, and he okay. also talked about the infrastructure plan. He makes infrastructure plans sound good, but here's the thing: when you think about what will benefit us, it's not just the rhetoric surrounding it; it's the actual meat and the policy behind this plan. So one of the things, if if there truly ends up being a billion-dollar infrastructure plan, who's going to work to ensure that minority-owned businesses, there's a program in the Department of Transportation which would be responsible for most of the implementation of the infrastructure package? They have something called Disadvantaged Business Enterprises. That's DBEs. That is where most African-American-owned, women-owned, Latino-owned businesses go to get Mm -hmm. contracts or Mm -hmm. subcontracts from prime contractors using that category. Who's going to work to ensure that they they can actually get that business? That package won't benefit us if we don't see the jobs from it and the way in which they demonize low-income folks. Um, people who are work on the lower end is going to be tough. All the way they're positioning them now, they might give the dis- they might say the disadvantage are actually the white people, the poor and white, the poor well, white people. And, but they don't qualify for that program right now. I mean, the way that this Republican Congress is working, they could work to codify something like that. Um, at this point, nothing would surprise me. But mm-hmm. right now, that is still a program that benefits us. Then he showed he, he likes black people. He had a young brother there that's a welder. It was like I I heard he's a first of all, talk, talk, talking. Talking. That's a talking. <laughs> 
I heard he wells pretty good. That was crazy. What, yeah, what is that? That was crazy. But wait, he, he did. He did cite his source, though. He was like, such and such told me that. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> he came from the same manufacturing plaque that Staub Manufacturing, or whatever. That he shouted them out earlier on. He worked for them, so he couldn't even find a worker from a different place. But anyway. right, Donald Trump is really an abusive boyfriend, like who beats you but then buys you nice stuff. And then when you uh, complain about getting beat, he's like, well, I bought you this. Well, That's what he does. Well, we're going to take your calls when we come back. If you want to highlight Angela Raya, ask her some questions. And then we have to talk about her show tonight. That's on BET. 10 p.m. Angela Raya, State of the Union. All right. So 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Angela Raya is still here. They are 15. You need to sound happy about that. <laughs> well, Angela Ryan is still here. <laughs> so she has a dope starter jacket on. Yes, thanks to you, Envy. There you go. I still like my free stuff, is Republican. That, that's NBA. Okay, I'm just making sure that's an this NBA team. This is Sonics. This is all 206 yes. everything Got up you. in here. Not a we don't have a team anymore. No, I actually boycotted the NFL. <laughs> what did you do? He watches it still. Colin, get your boy. Now, Uh-oh, I saw football on at your house one time. <laughs> you lying. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't my phone. Your brother, your brother <laughs> had the football on one, one day. My brother did that. He did, you're right. That's so shady. I'm not my brother's keeper in this moment. Now, there's a lot of people that have questions for you, so let's go to That's the phone so lines. Me. I hate you so much. Right Hello, now. who's this? Hi, this is Mike. Hey. How are you doing? Hey, Mike, you got a question for Angela Rye? I want to know how she feels about the uh, top Russian spy meeting with the head CIA officer in this country. That just seems foul to me. Yeah, I'd like to hear the response from that and from Angela because, you know, she's about the only one I'm looking at that really stands up to these cretins we have in office. Go ahead, AR-15. I like that word, cretins. <laughs> Go ahead, Angela. <laughs> it sounds, it starts like cracker, but it's right. cretins. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so here's the thing. There are so many layers to the um, issues, the relationships, the connections to Russia that began at the very beginning of Donald Trump's campaign. Like, so many layers that myself, as someone who prides myself in knowing you know, politics and the issues, it's confusing. Like, it's a super confusing web. Whether we're talking about the Russia sanctions piece, we're talking about these uh, these memos that um, House Republicans on the Intel Committee agreed to release, only the Republican memo, not the Democratic memo. Donald Trump walking off the House floor yesterday from his speech assures a Republican member of Congress that the memo's going to get released. Yes. He hasn't even read, right? Mm. And he's kind of looked like he was joking about it. No, it, joking about it, but right. very serious, like 100% it's coming out, right? So my point is there are so many layers to this, and the concern that I have is we've been dealing with and grappling with the issues for so long, the conspiracies of it all, that we're starting to um, harden our hearts to it, right? Like it's not that serious, yeah. but this is literally an issue that is eroding democracy. Now, I know as a person of color, I would say democracy's been eroded, right? Like since we set foot on this soil, democracy's been eroded. It's never been right. But what's happening right now is 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 really, really dangerous. Doesn't take away any of the issues of oppression that we deal with every single day, but we need to acknowledge it for what it is and what it could mean for our overall national security. I wonder why he didn't address it last night at all. Because his lawyers, I'm sure, warned him not to do it. Um, there's been talk that Robert Mueller wants to actually speak with Donald Trump. Um, of course, there was a Chris Christie interview yesterday where he said he does not under any circumstances recommend that Donald Trump speak with Mueller. Um, the report's coming out that he wanted to fire him in June. That mm-hmm. is obstruction of justice, right? There are all of these things. Uh-huh. 
Um, anyway, we could again we could talk about that for hours because that's a book. <laughs> well, hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, my name is Sultan. I'm from Queensbridge, New York. Hey, what's up, bro? I what's your question for Angela Rye? I wanted to ask Angela, how do you maintain your professionalism when everyone's always throwing shots at you? Good question. I always see you on CNN tonight with Don Lemon. I feel like everyone is always coming at you, and I always feel like you're always able to maintain your demeanor despite you having to respond to the incident, constant insults, and just how do you do that? It's so funny that you say that um, because there are a lot of people who think that I am not professional <laughs> um, on yeah. on CNN tonight. Whether it's from an you know an eye roll or a face or yeah. you know I get loud or I start More getting by. bouncy or this fool calls me AR fifteen. So there's all of these these things. So I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. But thank you. Um, I try to maintain my professionalism, but more than professionalism, I try to just be myself, authentically me, and yes. respond um, exactly how I see fit. And more, more times than not, because I don't have a filter, <laughs> it just comes no, out I as honest it. as possible. Yeah, yeah thank no, you. That's great. I'm, no, I'm 19 years old. I'm thinking about becoming an activist, and I really, really just appreciate you being authentic and real, but thank also you. just maintaining yourself to where you're not looking, you know, representing the black community in a negative way. So thank I you. definitely appreciate what you do. And make sure you call, watch our Tonight on BET at 10 p.m., Angela Rye, State of the Union. Let's take one more. Hello, hey, who's this? Hello, this is Renetta Richard from Flint, Michigan. Good morning, Hi. Mama. What's your question for Angela Rye? My question is concerning uh, when President Donald Trump stated that he's going to bring jobs back to Detroit, mm-hmm. into clean coal, and we have the Great Lakes. We cannot afford for him to damage our environment. I mean, GM has done that for over a hundred years and they haven't paid to restore our environment for him to say okay we're going to go back to um destroying the natural environment and removing us from the paris treaty um i am currently running for governor and um i'm african-american woman and the issue that i have with him is triple fold he's all about capitalism he's taking democracy away and my question for her is, how does she feel about that? Him trying to regress the environment and take away the things that make us who we are. Sure. So, um, I first of all, just to acknowledge Flint for a moment, right? He didn't talk about Flint. Not at all. Flint has had a, a water issue now for 1,300 days and counting, more than 1,300 days. And so for, for this resident of Flint who said she's also running for governor to, to bring up issues around the environment, which he also didn't address. Of course, he didn't bring up pulling out of the Paris Accords. This is something that has to be front and center. But Republicans and many of Donald, the members of Donald Trump's base don't even agree that climate change is a real thing, right? They think it's a hoax. At first, Donald Trump talked about it being a hoax created by China. So um, she's right. For him to say beautiful, clean coal, clean coal is oxymoronic, Oxymoron. right? It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then everything about his speech, I, I mentioned to um, Eugene on my team and Z on my, on my team in the car. I said, didn't it feel like we went back in time last night? Like, think about Barack Obama's last State of the Union where there was all this talk about innovation and a path forward and, you know, how we how we get ahead, like yeah. space programs and all this. He didn't talk about any of that. I do have one question. D- does Omarosa being on Celebrity Big Brother count towards <laughs> Trump lowering black unemployment? Oh. Uh, Shut up. You, I thought I can't cuss on this program. <laughs> Why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> let's talk about your show tonight. Yes, now, let's talk about do your that. show tonight. Tonight, ten o'clock. BET. 
Now, yes. what is the show going to discuss? Is it only State of the Union stuff, or what are, what are we talking about? Today? It's it, We're going to talk about Trump's State of the Union address, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about the state of our union, what black folks need to do to get ahead to build black political power. We have some dynamic panelists, y'all, yes. that are going to be on. Um, Stacey Abrams, who's running for governor in Georgia. She's a state legislature. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, newly elected mayor of Minneapolis, uh, Melvin Carter, mm-hmm. Stephanie Brown James, who runs a collective pack. We've talked about collective pack on um, this program before. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is that? Rashad Robinson, who's the executive director of Color of Change. And of course, Queen Maxine is going to do her nice. own rebuttal of Donald Trump's address. I said on CNN yesterday, I really feel like Democrats missed the mark, the pulse on the culture, because if they were smart, they would have got Congresswoman Waters to do that rebuttal. Yesterday, Joe Kennedy was great. I wish somebody would have told him to wipe the Carmex off the side of the Because <laughs> oh it was a little greasy. His mouth looked like Safari's but mouth. But it looked like a campaign rally. It looked like a campaign rally. Oh he was goodness. compelling, but it wasn't strong enough. I'm sorry, it was true. But I'm sure he's going to go on and do great things. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us coming through and explaining and breaking down this stuff for us. Yes, Andrew Rod said BT on CNN yesterday. I've never seen that before in my life. You didn't? No, it wasn't. I was just being natural. I was like, yo, they should have got Congresswoman Waters to do it, but she's going to do it on BT tomorrow. <laughs> there it's you a go. FUBU rebuttal, There too. you go. <laughs> well, we appreciate you again. Angela Rye, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Alessia Cara. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. By now, you know Alessia Cara won for Best New Artist at the Grammys. She's and got people robbed. were upset about that and saying that she's not a new artist. Her songs came out in 2015. That's a fact. Her debut album came out in 2015. Now, she has been getting a lot of backlash, people telling her that she sucks, death threats, and everything on social media. And she posted, to address the apparent backlash regarding winning something I had no control over, I didn't log on to Grammy.com and submit myself. That's not how it works. I didn't ask to be submitted either because there are other artists that deserve the acknowledgement, but I was nominated and won. And I'm not going to be upset about something I've wanted since I was a kid, not to mention have worked really hard for. I meant everything I said about everyone deserving the same shot. Now she goes on to say, I will not let everything I've worked for be diminished by people taking offense to my accomplishments and feeling the need to tell me how much I suck. Here's something fun. I've been thinking I suck since I was old enough to know what sucking meant. Huh. I beat you to it, and Whoa. that's why this means a lot to me. <laughs> Despite my 183,625 insecurities, I've been shown that what I created is worth something and that people actually give a ish. All of the years feeling like I wasn't good at anything or that I was naive for dreaming about something improbable have paid off in a way that I have yet to process. I know it sounds cheesy and dumb, but it's the honest truth. Thanks to everyone who showed me kindness and support along the way. I'll stop talking now. Well, too much explaining, Alessia. You won. First of all, Alessia Cara is very talented. Do I think SZA got robbed? Yes, but why are you focusing on the people who just have an opinion and think that it should have went to SZA? Well, why not focus on the people that are showing you love and saying even, yes? She's congratulations. She's not even saying just the people that said it should have went to SZA, just in general. And I can see she's 21 years old. People are telling her she sucks. She's getting death threats. Damn. It's been overwhelming. So what? So, it is hard when you won something. It's easy to say, but it's, and she talks about her insecurities and not even thinking this would ever be possible. And people can be very cruel, as we know. So I know Man, it's difficult for her. you won, Alessia Carr. Throw that trophy up. Yeah, congrats. Wipe she your won. tears with some money. You'll be fine. But there's nothing wrong with her addressing the backlash if she feels like if she you, needs to She's do actually that. feeding the trolls, and that just makes the trolls go harder. Nobody cares about your feelings on social media. When will y'all realize this? 
All right. Well, she said her piece. And then she's an artist. She expresses herself. That's what she was doing. Now let's talk about Nicole Eggert and Scott Bayo from Charles in Charge. Now there's these allegations that she has brought up. She was on Megyn Kelly's show and she was also on with Dr. Oz. And Dr. Oz, actually, she recorded that interview uh, quite some time ago. And they decided not to air it because they said they had issues with her timeline. Well, they have gone ahead and decided to air that interview after all. The show was filmed January 10th. They got a cease and desist from Scott Bale's lawyer. And now they have aired it. And here is some of what Nicole Eggert had to say about being on Charles in Charge and Scott Bale molesting her. How old were you? 17. So that would make Scott 28? 27, 28, somewhere in there. And did you tell anybody? No. And in fact, I didn't even tell the, the, the boyfriend I got after that, who was my age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he believes that it was my first time. And the older I got, the more shame came into play. Wow. And the more people asked me in my personal life, didn't you date Scott Baio or aren't you dating Scott Baio? It was like, oh my God, no. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I thought that is the strangest question and that people just honestly asked and that they seemed to be okay with it. All right. Well, wow. she goes on to talk about on Megyn Kelly's show. She says that he, uh, can I say finger? He no. digitally penetrated. When she was 14, mm. and she said ultimately she had sex with him at 17. Now, Scott Bayo has defended himself. He says these are false allegations. He said he only had sex with her after she turned 18. He did a whole Facebook post saying that she was lying, and he said... Um, he posted the letter that was sent to the Dr. Oz show when she attempted to pitch her story to them. He said, after they reviewed this evidence of her deceit, which is not only in her own words, but actually in her own voice, they canceled the planned show. Other media has since done the same. And he said that she started tweeting about this again last year, shortly after the major stories broke about sexual harassment and entertainment. My attorney sent her and Alex Polinsky a letter advising and requesting they take their allegations to law enforcement for a full investigation. They have refused to do so now. This is so crazy to me, simply because I thought Scott Bayo was dead. I thought he endorsed Trump and then died shortly after. Scott Bayo is currently on Good Morning America as we speak, and I've actually been pulling audio of what he has to say to defend himself. Check it out. What happened with you and Nicole when she was 14, 15, 16? Absolutely nothing. And I find it interesting, Amy, that the moment that uh, her first allegation that we had sex when she was 17, which is not true, as soon as that was proven to be 100% false, she comes up with a new story where something happened, happened once a week for years. Mm. All right. And when she said, uh, when he said that, said that she should press charges, file a police report, she responded, be careful what you wish for. So we'll keep on letting you know what's happening I with can't that believe story. people care what Scott Bale has to say in 2018. Well, he's uh, really vehemently denying this, and he's actually doing press and everything to try to... I guess clear his name. Clear his name. Mm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving your donkey to? I need all Donald Trump D-riders to come to the front of the congregation. You know, nothing brings my cold heart more joy than to piss off Trump supporters after a nice State of the Union speech or any time he speaks. Yes. So please okay. come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with you D-riders, okay? All right. Give me some applause, by the way. God damn it. I want applause after everything I say. All right? Same way Donald Trump gets it. There you go. For no reason. I want applause just because I'm talking. There you go, goddammit. Oh, my goodness. That's the kind of respect I'm going to demand from this show from now on, all right? We ain't going to give it to you. There you go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right? Goddammit. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners? 
when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! Trump, please step up to the congregation. Yes, you are when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. He's a jackass. Donald Trump has his own donkey to the intro. Give me a round of applause for that, please. I see that. All right. As a matter of fact, and, and give Taylor a round of applause for creating that, goddammit. All right. I'm telling you, I'm demanding a round of applause all of the time now. Ooh, all right, fancy on us. Donkey today for Wednesday, January 31st. Goes to each and every one of you dope Stop 45 it. D riders. All right. Now, there's nothing I like better than pissing off Trump supporters. And last night, Donald Trump gave his first State of the Union address, and he broke a record. All right. President Donald Trump broke nearly all records for a modern State of the Union address. And according to the Daily Caller, he generated 115 rounds of applause as he addressed the nation for his first official review of his presidency. 115 rounds of applause wow. in 120 minutes. 120 minutes. That's like three episodes of The Shy on Showtime. Okay. And according to CBS News, 30 minutes of the State of the Union was applause. So if you were sitting there thinking, damn, this State of the Union seems longer than the month of January, then you have no one to blame but our celebrity and chief's D-riders because there was nothing in that speech that should have made people applaud for 30 minutes. Do you know how fire your balls have to be to garner 115 rounds of applause in two hours? I know Martin Luther King Jr. didn't get close to that during the I Have a Dream speech, and those balls were fire. Now, I usually enjoy Donald Trump's stand-up routine, okay? I will stop and watch him speak because I enjoy the comedy of it all. But last night, it was none of that, okay? See, we have to stop celebrating mediocrity. People say things like, oh, Donald Trump was presidential last night. The fact that we are applauding our president for being presidential mm -hmm. is sad. He's supposed to be presidential. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he's the president, okay? That's like applauding a Christian for believing in Jesus. That's the whole point of being a Christian, all right? This speech humanized Donald Trump. The president of the United States of America has to be humanized. We're looking for moments of him being humanized. Being a human should be the bare minimum when it comes to being president. Now, I don't like to throw the term D-Rider around loosely because we live in a generation, you know, whenever you celebrate someone or you genuinely like someone or you're inspired by someone, when you express that, they say you're deriding, and that's whack, okay? This society is so used to hating on people that celebrating someone looks foreign to them, but it has to be a gray area, right? Liking someone isn't deriding, and not liking someone isn't hating, but last night at the State of the Union, they was definitely deriding Donald Trump. When you get 75 standing ovations and 39 pauses for applause, for a basic-ass boring speech, then that's D-riding. Or maybe Trump has set the bar so low for himself that we have zero expectations. So anything he does that sounds like it remotely makes sense, you know, just a little, people celebrate. It's the whole undersell, so you are guaranteed to over-deliver philosophy. For example, my penis is seven inches and three-fourths long, eight when it's warm out. Where's my applause? I wouldn't applaud for that. Yeah, I don't know if that gets applause. Pretty average, I understand, okay? But if I just, That's you know, want, want. If, if I just say it's three to five, okay, when you see it, I have over-exceeded expectations. You know what I'm saying? That's Donald Trump. Yes. Donald Trump is a little orange penis. All right? Now, if you think I'm exaggerating, I'm going to play a snippet of Donald Trump's State of the Union speech from last night. Keep in mind the stats. 120-minute speech. 
CBS News says 30 minutes of that speech was applause. Okay, the Daily Caller says an estimated 115 rounds of applause, 75 standing ovations, 39 pauses for applause for these mediocre bars. Let's hear it. Make America great again. We love you. Strong. America. <laughs> Come on, bro. Mm-mm-mm. And I know you Trump supporters are saying, shut up, Charlemagne. Black unemployment is the lowest it's ever been. Trump is creating jobs in America. The economy is booming. Okay? Listen, we all know black unemployment has dropped because of things that Obama implemented, but let's humor Trump's base for a moment and give our celebrity in chief the credit for that. Okay? If I give him the credit for that, that's the equivalent of being in a relationship with an abusive rich boyfriend. All right, Trump will give you a black eye on Monday, buy you a Birkin bag on Tuesday, and then when you complain about your black eye, he will brag about buying you the Birkin bag. Give me a round of applause, please, goddammit. I'm surprised you said Birkin right, bro. I said Birkin right? Yep. I practice. I practice. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Now, uh, if you think that this wasn't the ultimate level of D-riding, Listen to Donald Trump say one word, one word, one word about a place that I thought he was against. And look how the crowd reacts. Mexico. (laughs) I thought y'all wanted to build a wall. Let's hear me hear that again. Mexico. (laughs) I thought y'all wanted to build a wall around it. Listen, to all Donald Trump's D-riders, I want you to know that D-riding has never been a proper form of transportation. Please give Donald Trump's amen corner the biggest hee-haw, please. What's it happen? What's a half a hee I don't know. <laughs> there right. we go. It's not even just a half a hee-haw. What do I want? Applause. Don't think, you know what? I got to demand more from my people. <laughs> All right? I told you what the hell I wanted. For nothing. All right? I want those for nothing now. We need more applause. Okay? All right. I want them for nothing. This guy is serious over here. Well, thank you, Charlemagne. No, you don't get no applause. Oh, yes, you do. You get applause, too. You get applause. No, that you was for me. Applause. She thanked me, oh. and I'm getting the applause. Oh, no, I thought it was for you. All yeah, right. Okay. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to do this all day now. This no, is Charlemagne, <laughs> seven and three quarters. Ain't when it's warm out. Here's the MVs, nine and a half. All right, see, you always take it too far. You always take it too far. No, I don't want to applaud for that. Stop the applause. Damn it, stop no. the applause. Here's taking it too far. <laughs> applause? All right. Up next, uh, stop the applause. Uh, up the next, Ask E. 800-585-1051. Give it up for Ask Ye. If you need relationship advice, this guy right here plays the ball. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call ye right now, 800-585-1051. She'll help you with all your problems. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Notorious B.I.G. with Big Papa. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, let's get to Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need advice, relationship advice. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is CJ. Hey, CJ. What's your question for ye? Okay, so... I was kind of seeing this guy and, you know, it wasn't like really serious, but, you know, like we were like, you know, we were hanging out and somebody told me like a few months ago that they saw a video of me online and they sent it to me and I knew it was me because my, I could see my tattoo. 
And I knew exactly who made the video, too, because I saw his tattoos. Anyways, long story short, I haven't told him that I know about the video yet. The video is still up because I go and check it to see if he took it down. And he didn't. And it has, like, almost, like, 30,000 views. So, so he put so out a sex like, tape of you. Yes, he did, yes. Where is it at? It's on, like, I think it's on this site called xvideos.com. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I know it's, like, black and it has, like, red writing. I know it's not Pornhub because I always go to Pornhub. It's not, it's not okay. one I go to. Freak. But my question is, like, how do I approach him about it? Because honestly, truly, like, I was shocked when I found out about it, but I wasn't mad because it has, like, almost 30,000 views. Like, I'm kind of more pissed that, like, you didn't tell me about it and, like, are you getting a check from this? Like, what's going on? Like, that's what I'm more so upset about. It's definitely a legal issue. Okay, so you're not mad that the sex tape is out because you actually like the fact that it's gotten some views. But what you want to know is financially, how can you be compensated? Yeah, because that's a lot of views. That's a lot of ads. Mama, come on. How old are you? 26. You don't want that out there like that. Yes, Look, she does, because she want money and she want fame. She want attention. Like you don't want that out there like that. You have a baby one day. You don't want no porn out there or your, your future husband to see. She needs bread now. Porn stars have babies. Porn stars have families. I'm not judging nobody. So you right. want to be a porn star is what you're saying. She wants to get her money is what she's saying. She didn't know he put this up. Do you have any other tapes out, or is this the only one? No. Okay. No. So... If I were you, um, and you don't want them to take it down. Well, my thing is, like, I want to know if he's making money off of it. If he's not making money off of it and he just has it up there, yeah, I want him to take it down. But I know I could just go to them and have them take it down. But I want to confront him about putting it up there in the first place because I know the website will take it down because they don't want legal problems. Like, I'm sure they'll just take it down. Right. If you tell them I didn't know that it was up there and somebody didn't do it with my permission. Okay, so I don't know that people get paid. Do they get paid for those videos? Uh, yeah, I don't know that they cut a deal and whatever. I don't know how that works because I know usually it's just like clips of different um, longer videos. What you need to do, though, is have your lawyer contact him because he doesn't have anything with you signing off. Clearly, it's a legal issue, right? Mm-hmm. Are you able to get a lawyer? Um, yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm sure it's not a problem. I'm sure I can call somebody. But, she can just write a letter but you, need, you need to hit him up and mm-hmm. say, listen, I saw the um, video. You should hit him. I don't know why you haven't yet because that would have been the first thing I because did. Because I'm scared because I'm scared that if he know I know about it, he'll take it down and be like, what video? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you already I have. I feel like if I was going to go that I know, but I feel like if I was going to go that route, like, you know, like, getting the lawyer and, like, the law involved, they would want evidence. And I feel like it has to be up there for them to see to have the evidence. Because you know how they, like... Well, that stuff to, like, on the internet never record. goes away, by the way. But, and, yeah, and you can record it. But number two, I would say that... um I don't think that those little snippet videos on X videos really make money like that. There's like millions of them. So I don't know that it's going to be a big payday for you. Okay. So I don't even know that it would be worth it for one video, but you should definitely talk to him. And when you hit him up, you should be like, look, I saw that you put the video up. Are you getting paid from this? Because if you are, then I need to be compensated as well. And if not, I'm going to do a cease and desist. Okay. And I'm going to sue you and just see how he responds to that. Because it seems like you don't really care that it's out anyway, so. I know this would be devastating to some other people, but, like, to me, like, I used to dance. Like, I don't really, like, you know what I'm saying? Right, you don't, okay. like, yeah, like, if you're going to, like, do some like this, like, for me, it's, like, curvy and creepy that you did it. Give me my money. That's what I'm going to I want my coins. exactly. Okay. Because I'm like, if you would have asked me, maybe I would have been all right with it. Right, but listen, I ain't judging you for that at all, period. I'm sure everybody up here has watched one of the, you know, these sites and multiple videos, so nobody's judging you based off of that. But it is wrong for somebody to post something without your knowledge, without your consent, and without giving you your cash. So go ahead right. and hit him up and let him know that and say, look, I'm not even mad. I'm not trying to do all that, but I want my money. So hit him and tell him. Okay. But I'm going to be honest Thank with you. you. I don't think it's going to be a lot. But just hit him up and see how he <laughs> 
responds. Okay, thank you, Andrew. Did okay. you see your face in the video? Not at all, right? No, it's just backshot. Oh. Mm-hmm. The, oh, okay, so it's not your face. The guys want to see it. No, we don't. I ain't even thinking about it, boo. Uh, I'm be honest with you. Huh? But anyway, good luck, mama. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> All right, when we come back, more Ask Ye, Don't Move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Good morning. My name's Allison. Hey, Allison. What's your question for Ye? Well, um, I'm in the middle of some drama with my best friend and, and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of crazy because she, she's she been my, you know, my day one. This is my best friend for forever. Go best friend. And, I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, I, I know, right? And, and we've been through everything. So, you know, when it comes to guy drama, I'm always the one, you know, she calls for everything. She's mm-hmm. always in some sort of drama, you know? And now it's like she's with this guy and he's clearly, you know, he's got a bunch of red flags. Like, he literally still lives with his ex-girlfriend. Whoa. And she... I know it's it's this whole mess, and there's so much more to it. And she literally calls me daily with a bunch of drama and all of this, you know, this mess. And I try to help her and talk her through it, but it's getting to this point now where it's almost like kind of consuming my life too. Mm-hmm. You know, she calls me every day, and it's like I try to stay as drama free as I can. And now it's kind of coming into my life, and I talk to my boyfriend about it, and he obviously doesn't think too highly of the situation. So sometimes it causes tension with us when we talk about it and I just really don't know if it's time to tell her you know kind of handle this on your own or if I should still try to be a good friend and and help her through this I really just don't know what to do anymore oh Allison I feel you this is an ongoing issue for a lot of people I know I have a lot of friends that will call me and tell me the same stories every day when they're going through something which I don't mind being there for my friends but if you're going to just keep on doing the same things and getting the same results and not changing anything I don't want to hear about it anymore and I think that's That's part of what the problem is, is that, of course, when something happens with your friend, you want to be there for them, be there to listen, give an ear, and also give some advice if they want that. But if they're still just coming to you and saying the same things over and over and complaining and they're not taking action to do anything, then that's their problem and not your problem. Now you have overextended yourself. And sometimes people have to stop being selfish in their friendships and realizing every time you call me, why are we only talking about you and your problems? Do you ask me how I'm doing, how my day is going? Do you want to do something else? I have to tell my friends literally sometimes, please stop talking about this guy all the time. I really don't want to hear it anymore. You already know what it is. We've discussed it. I told you what I think. Nothing new and different is happening. Now, I'm here for you if something crazy happens, but if I'm giving you advice, if I'm telling you what it is and you're not doing anything, then what's the point of talking about it all the time? You're so right. That's exactly what my boyfriend tells me, too. You know, it's not a two-way street. She's really focused on her a lot in this relationship, and it's so toxic. And that, that it's like, you know, it's not just good for anyone. And that's a selfish friend, and you have to call her out on that because that's what friends do. When somebody's not treating you well or doing what they're supposed to do, if that's your friend, your day one, like you say it is, and you tell her that then she should respect that and she should go back and look at the things that she's doing and figure out how to adjust to be a better friend and a better person you're right you're right and she's open to that i'm sure i can talk to her about it and and i'm sure it can it can definitely get better so i'll just talk to her about it and and hope you know she'll figure her own or mess out you know and allison sometimes with our really really uh close friends sometimes we do have to point things out to them because they don't even realize what they're doing and how toxic toxic it is so it's your responsibility to do that you can't just expect her to 
know that she's going to keep on doing those things. And she might have an aha moment. Like, you know what? I didn't even realize that that's the things that I was doing. And I feel really bad about it. And I am actually going to try to do what you said and make some changes and stop talking about the same things. Because sometimes I also feel like it doesn't benefit a person to keep on talking about something and doing the same thing until you have to tell them, look, this is ridiculous. Stop talking about it. You ain't did nothing different. You're so right. Yeah, I just gotta, I just gotta make it more. You know, bring it, bring it up. Just bring it to the front. Let her know and 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 see what she says. <laughs> all right, good, Allison. Good luck okay. with that, man. And thank you. So shout out much. to you for being such I, a great friend. We all need those. I, I try. <laughs> thank all right. you, Angela. Thank you, Mama. You too. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need advice, relationship advice, you can call Yee. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about Russell Simmons. Now one of his accusers is speaking, and we have that audio for you. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast I'm Club. I'm so confused by that record because I don't understand what moisture, wetness has to do with pills and automobiles. I don't get it. What? What do they got to do with pills and automobiles, though? I don't know. I mean, either. Maybe I need to actually listen to the song. Yeah, there you go. Instead of hearing the hook. Yeah. But neither, none of y'all seem to know either, though. I don't. Oh, okay. But I, I don't. All right, but anyway, let's get to the rooms. Let's talk, Kevin. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Kevin Hart, tickets for his Irresponsible Tour are on sale now. I was looking at all the dates, right? A lot of them are sold out. However, if you are in Fargo, North Dakota, you can still get tickets. Fargo? I've never <laughs> even heard of Fargo, North Dakota. you never seen the movie Fargo? That's about North Dakota? Yeah, that's where it was. I thought that was about the banks. <laughs> that would be well. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> let me see where else can you... But anyway, he put out a trailer for his tour, and Aniko's in the trailer. He's on the private jet. He's always late, and here's what happens. We've been here waiting, I don't, I don't even know how long. Shut up! Excuse, excuse me. Put all y'all asses back on a commercial flight. Huh. I'm the boss. You're the boss of what? Oh, s***. Uh, what you doing here? I'm going on tour with you. Ain't gonna be no more stupid s***. Take the bag and go get the baby. Man, drop on the clues, That's Mom, for Nico Hart being yeah. such a good boy. Kevin Hart, you better write, write a relationship book soon. Cause I don't know how you pulled that off. But, but you know, that's, that's, it. that's some truth, too, though. I'm going with you. We, we all going on tour. Right. We are going We're on tour. We are going on tour. By the way, that keeps you out of trouble. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? The same way Lionel used to always have his blanket on Charlie Brown, you got to bring your wife with you. That's your blanket. Mm-hmm. It's a security blanket. I all right. It. Now let's talk about Russell Simmons. Now, we told you about the woman, Jennifer Jarosik. She's one of six women who are saying that Russell Simmons raped them. Those are the claims, and she was on Megyn Kelly on NBC, and she was talking about why she's filing this $5 million lawsuit against him. Well, she starts off talking about their, the first incident where she claims that he raped her after an interview. So after the interview, um, he had asked my director to leave the room. Um, he, had, he wanted to speak with me privately, and he aggressively came on to me. He started to kiss me, and then he raped me. Did you communicate to him you did not want him you did not want to do it absolutely yeah i I tried to force him off but it it happened so quickly and i just froze i think i just froze what year was this i don't know Uh, this was in 2011. see i'm interested in seeing how this plays out because the statute of limitations isn't up for her to press criminal charges so why she's going why is she going for the money first all right well she goes on to talk about staying friends with him even after this incident i feel that uh i was weak 
in some ways, and I feel like I depended upon him possibly to help with my film. And also he was a friend, so it was all, I kind of blamed myself, and I felt that I'm also very forgiving. All right, she goes mm. on uh, to discuss a second incident that happened, allegedly, hey. where she says he assaulted her in 2016, 2016 in L.A. So I went over to his house in Los Angeles, and we were um, having a meeting, and he pushed me and forced himself on top of me, and I hit my head this time. That was it. So wait, I'm confused. 2016 so she, was last year. So she raped her, allegedly raped her the first time. In 2011. And then she came back. And then he raped her again, allegedly. Yeah, she said he had agreed to co-produce and finance her film, so she went over there, and this is what she is claiming happened. So, so why wouldn't you just press criminal charges if this just happened last year? Why are you going well, for I don't the know money that first? She's, I don't know that she's not going to do that. Now, here is what she has to say about a conversation she had with him after this. He told me, Jennifer, I think it's time we promote something like your film. And I was shocked and I was conflicted, obviously, because of what had happened to me. When I found out, it was a couple days later. And I texted him, what's going on? And he called me back. He said, my life's being threatened and I'm, I'm deeply hurt by everything that's happening right now. And I said, well, what are you going to do? And he said, I didn't do it. That's when I said it happened to me. I'm not here to discredit the accuser. I'm not here to discredit the accused. All I'm saying is her situation doesn't sound like time's up. It sounds like time to get paid. Well, I can't say what it is. And <laughs> Russell Simmons has responded. And he's basically, of course, denying all these allegations. Again, he said, all of my relations have been consensual. I look forward to having my day in court, where unlike the court of public opinion, I will have the ability to make use of fair processes that ensure that justice will be done and that the full truth will be known. So what happens in a court case like this, though? Do they go to what? They, they go to court and they have to, like, put all of these facts out for her to get the $5 million? Like, how would I'm confused. You, well, that's a civil, but this is criminal, but I don't even know but how... It's we, not criminal, though. She's suing him for $5 million. Well, that's civil. That's totally something And that's different. what I mean. Like, why wouldn't you go for the criminal case first, then the civil? Well, like, it's easier to win a civil case than a criminal case because you don't necessarily need the, 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 the I guess, the evidence. Is, I just feel like from what I'm hearing... sometimes people lose a criminal case and still win, win a civil. a civil case. Right? Right. From what I'm hearing, it sounds like a crime happened, so why wouldn't you try to get this person arrested for their crime? But if Yeah, because if you do win a criminal case... Nine times out of ten, you win the civil. But after a civil, you can still do a criminal, right? Correct. Yeah, so maybe she's doing... I don't... I can't... I don't know if you can. Matter of fact, I don't know. Say what happened. But, I don't know. Anyway. All right, I'm just putting it out there so you know her side of the story and Russell Simmons has denied it. I guess we'll see what happens when he ends up in court. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. All right, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. The People's Choice mixes up next. Let me know what you want to hear. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.